Do you call them mems? No, but I sounded it out in my in my brain <laughs> wrongly. <laughs> so I said mem, and I was like, that was wrong, but I'm. it's too late to go back now. Uh, that <laughs> was wrong, but it's too late. Okay, I just was curious, because I was like, Esther, I mean... I call it what the hell? usually, but for some reason, the thing it just that came we... out like a cat mem when I said it. So. <laughs> I mean, I love uh... learning new things about you uh, because we've been friends for so long, but that would be pretty mind-blowing. <laughs> I mean, I think it's, I, in my opinion, G-I-F is called a GIF, not a GIF. No, me too. So, oh, yeah. Okay, no, GIF okay. is not a thing. GIF is no, ridiculous. GIF is not it. GIF, that sounds <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> In my opinion, it is ridiculous. So, all right, yes. let's do this. <laughs> Welcome to the Wildly Tarot Podcast. Hi, Esther. Hi, Holly. <laughs> We're looking at each other's faces again. We are. We've hopefully gotten our technical difficulties ironed out. And we're not interviewing anybody, so we can see each other's faces. Just in the nick of time for Mercury to go retrograde again. Yay. Yeah. You're welcome, listeners. We shall see what happens. Yeah, exactly. But I've gotten my injury out of the way. I already smashed my finger. I don't need to do that again. So we've gotten our injury out of the way. That's usually how I start spring retrogrades. Two spring retrogrades are two... Do you remember when I twisted my ankle so badly yes, that it was, that was like, up for like two seven years months? ago? <laughs> that yes. was like two years ago. <laughs> two years ago. Like at the beginning of a retrograde period. It was ridiculous. Yeah, like the first day of the shadow or something wild. <laughs> anyway, everyone be careful out there. Make sure that your shit's plugged in. Make sure that your shoes are on tight. Make sure that you don't make any rash decisions to prevent something from slamming to the ground. <laughs> yep. Like just surround yourself in bubble wrap and go outside. That's basically yeah. what you should do from now on until I pulled a Lenormand card about the length that it would take for me to recover from this major finger injury and pulled the child, which represents 13 days, 13 weeks, 13 months, or a short period of time. And then our friend, Rachel tarot tidbit 78. Hey girl asked her child what he thought <laughs> my recovery time would be like. And he said two weeks and two days. And you want to know the crazy thing? What? He said that. Three days after the injury, meaning my overall period of healing would be two weeks and two days, but I would uh-huh. feel 100% better 13 days after I pulled the card for oh. it. So it's both. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Yes. If, if Lenormand and also the, my A beloved child. Wolfie <laughs> are right about the divination surrounding my finger. Oh, I love Lenormand so much. I just love it. I know. It's, so good. it's just so good because like you can pull cards to be like, like, I don't know. My first question that I asked was, what is the healing process going to look like? And I got the sun, the fox, and the fish. Yeah. And the fox kind of worried me because I was like, oh, shoot, there's something sneaky. Although after talking to you about it, to you and Logan about it, I kind of thought was thinking that maybe it could also be that I need to keep it covered. Like maybe the oh, yeah. sneakiness is like keeping it under covers undercover and like foxes live in like small dens and they yeah so keep it bandaged yeah yeah. anyway so if the timing thing ends up being right i'll die (laughs) of joy and probably not i don't want to say i'll actually die i will be thrilled let's use precise language here yes (laughs) (laughs) i love it so good i'm just well keep us updated about the finger issues (sighs) i hope it just is a quick resolve 
It's so, yeah. this is a finger that I've injured so many times. So I know what to expect, but it does really mess things up when it's your dominant hand. Exactly. That's, so the, that's the one thing. Cause you just keep accidentally like banging stuff around or you try to keep using it. It just doesn't work very well. So it's just like, yeah. Ugh. Okay. This is kind of weird though, because I haven't ever had stitches on this finger though. I have, have had pretty serious wounds on this finger. Um, but the stitches have made it so that I'm not as like, it doesn't hurt as badly when I bang it into things. Okay. So that's cool. Yeah. Hopefully it means the stitches are doing their job. We shall see. Anyway, that's enough <laughs> medical stuff for our tarot podcast. Esther, it's your turn to pull a card for today. Oh, yeah, it is my turn. Yay. Okay. I am using Pastel Rider Waite Smith because I'm obsessed with this deck. Me you have no idea. too. So obsessed. This was such a good idea. So Esther and I both bought the Pastel Rider Waite Smith, which is just one of those decks that's like available on Make Playing Cards is. Yep. Little shop or whatever. And it's so cool because it's literally a Rider Waite Smith clone. Like all of the art is exactly the same, except for the colors mm. have all been shifted. And oh, so it's good. just like such a good deck. Yeah. It like makes it more dynamic. Yeah. Like I don't know what it is, but I mean, we've done, we wrote a whole chapter on the R right, RWS. Like we yeah. have a whole fucking chapter. We know like, that deck frontwards and backwards. Very yeah. And this version of it is just like so, so good. Much, so good. So. It would be probably pretty boring to review because it's literally just RWS artwork, <laughs> but we The colors are just perfect. Yeah, it's just it's just a really good deck. Anyway, we'll yeah. both we'll both post more pictures of it over pictures the Pictures of it, yeah. Stuff, it's really it's really, it's cool. really good. So I'm going I'm using it. Awesome. And the backs are like the white Tudor rose, but like all pastelli. And I'm like, duh, my ancestors. It's anyway, just sorry. so good. <laughs> Probably. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Card of the episode. One, two, three, four, five, seven. The card of the episode is the Knight of Cups. Look at that purple hair horse. Uh, Look at her. Oh uh, my God. So good. Such a good Look horse. Such a good horse. And such a good Knight of Cups. So. So Knight, Knight of Cups. Of Cups. <laughs> Pronunciation. Knight of Cups. Okay, so we'll take it. First... Hopefully that doesn't lead to any chaos. The Knight of Cups That's is true. okay. But yeah, he's, he's, he's just pretty not the... chill. Yeah. Pretty chill. Pretty drunk. Pretty chill. Okay. Pretty so drunk. This pretty chill. <laughs> true. So this question is from Maria, and she asks. Hello, I'm about to graduate college, and I'm currently freaking out about my future. Yay! Or no, not yay to freaking out about your future, but yay about college. Right now, I feel so small next to my very, very talented peers. Everyone around me is just oozing with talent, and when I look at the art I make, I don't feel great. I'm also fully aware that my dreams are big. They're the size of Mount Everest. Sometimes I feel that maybe I'm delusional, and I shouldn't follow this said dream because it's so unrealistic. Is my path truly what my heart desires, or did I fool myself into thinking that I'd ever work in the film industry? Big dreams are good. And also, like, I, as an academic advisor, <laughs> this is what I tell all of my students because it was a lesson that I had to learn, and I really do think that it's the best advice anyone can give a graduating 
college student. Your first job is not your job yes. forever. And nobody, even if it feels like it because one person who's loud about it has this happen to them, nobody starts in their perfect job right after mm-hmm. college or right after high school or right after grad school or right after whatever culminating moment you have. There's no way that you can just immediately be in the exact right, right position right. for you. So once you release that, it's a thousand times easier to decide how you want to move forward because once you've released the idea that you need to be in your perfect spot, you can do things like what I did, which was realize that I didn't want to work on nights and weekends after working at as an activities director at a boarding school. I was like, nope, no more nights and weekends for me. <laughs> so then I subsequently made a decision to take a job where I wasn't working nights and weekends. I was just working early mornings. I was in food service. It was not great for other reasons. I mean, I really do like that job. And sometimes I still think about going back <laughs> into it when I'm having a yeah. hard day. But it's like every single step of the way, you're just putting one foot in front of the other. And that's how you become flexible and adaptable and able to be on the cutting edge of something really yeah. cool. Not by getting stuck in the most perfect thing that you think you always wanted to do, but by trying things out, seeing how they go, and then being open to moving on as needed. Yeah. And as far as the comparison goes, just set the phone down, walk away from the artwork for other peers, and just walk away. Like, that yeah. comparison is not healthy for you because all art is so different, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. And it is, it's not healthy for you to continue to compare yourself to your peers and be like, oh, I wish I was like them because no one has your specific, like, talent and your specific view of the world either. Art exactly. is created to be created, not... Exactly. For specific, like, people necessarily, like City Sense. All right. So. so should we even address the delusional thing? Because I don't think that you're delusional, I don't think Maria. so. I think you're spiraling because it's graduation time. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so maybe, like, rephrasing it in terms of, like, how to, like, step forward with an open mind and, like, towards the most success would be more helpful. Yeah. Do we want to do like short term, long term to be a little bit more specific? Yeah, I would say like, you know, right after graduation, maybe. And then to get to her long term goal like that, maybe. Does that make sense? Okay, cool. Yeah, totally. Short term, long term. It's really hard to shuffle when you can't use your pointer finger. All right, what do you have? So for short term, I have the Magician and the Queen of Cups. Okay, and I have the Four of Cups and the Star. Okay, and I have not pulled for long term yet, so we can okay. get there in a second. You said Magician and Queen and of Cups? And Queen of Cups, yes. Uh, queen of and your cups. Four of Cups and the Star. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, I think that that's kind of like sort of, all of this sort of, is what you'd expect for a short-term goal right after college. Because Mm -hmm. I think the four of cups is significant because it's like reminding you that there are some things that you're not seeing because it's like a little bit of tunnel vision of like long-term goals. You're sort of more focused on like your ultimate hopes and dreams rather than like the tangible practical things you can be doing right now. Um, 
And I think that the magician and the queen of cups are like reminding you to focus on the tangible, practical things you can be doing now to sort of like, like things that are within your realm of control and that you can actually make an impact on or the things you should be focusing on Mm -hmm. and that focusing on sort of like the long-term grander idea of everything is preventing you from seeing opportunities that might be right there. Cause you're just sort of like feeling a little bit of ennui and a little bit of like, I guess like not concern that's too strong, but like disinterest because the dream seems so huge. And that's kind Mm -hmm. of, it's kind of even comes through with the question of saying like, am I delusional? It's like, you're not delusional, but this is going to be work. So like you're not delusional, but you're letting the hope of the large scale dreams make it so that you're focused only on the large scale dreams and your concerns about if that's possible rather than the things that you have the like tangible ability to do, which is where that magician really comes into play. Right. Yeah. This is a very like immediately you need to do stuff. Like this is not like a, this is a steps to do now and not like expecting for the future. Like yeah. you can't like expect it to fall into your lap. Like that star energy, that hope, that fulfillment in the star that we get. It's not something that's just going to like fall from the sky and grant your wish. It's something that needs to be worked at. And with this queen of cups energy, there's like this emotional expectation and thoughtfulness that goes into the process of things. It's not like a fast moving energy, like a night that would yeah. come across. It's like very thoughtful, yeah. very, very intentional. Kind of planned, yeah, intentional, planned out. And so considered that like, you know, your magician the sort of steps now as you're experiencing this like ennui with this thoughtfulness of planning for the future and stepping towards that star sort of fulfillment. Yeah, totally. I might shuffle the long-term cards that I pulled back in because I do think that they're helpful to keep in mind, but I don't think that they're action steps. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you what they are. We can talk about it a little bit, but then I think maybe reframing the second part of the question into being more action-oriented would yeah. help. Okay. So the cards that I got for the long-term are Justice and the Ten of Wands, which sort of reflects back that, like, this is kind of a longer process. Like, you have right. to shoulder a lot of burdens and do kind of maybe a lot of things that are, like, less exciting mm-hmm. until you've almost, like, reached a tipping point where there's, like, the scales of justice have moved more in your favor. Right. But as somebody who's brand new to the field, you're doing grunt work. And right. that's right. kind of what, like, the long term, which I was sort of picturing is like, the next couple of years, but not, mm-hmm. like, you know... 10, 15 years from now, just like the next three to five years. Right. There's just going to be a lot of putting in the work and Mm -hmm. doing those like grunt work and those heavy lifting things, maybe literally, maybe figuratively until sort of the scales of like what you've earned have tipped one way or another. Yeah. And with that, I had also drawn the devil. So there's going to be that sense of feeling trapped in this process that and questioning as you're doing it. So I thought, I'm only mentioning because it really went along with your cards as well as that energy. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's sort of like the, and I do think that that's interesting because I think that that's kind of what like entry level feels in most fields. Like you're Mm -hmm. not really in charge of what you're doing. You're not really in charge of like how things are going. You're just working and working and trying to kind of get your feet underneath you. Right. If that sounds unappealing, then maybe this is something that you'd want to explore more on your own of like, if this is the right move. Mm -hmm. But I think that especially with something where it's like, I mean, I have a lot of friends who work in film and all of them, it's like such a structured system of like where you start versus what your end goals are. 
And the people that you hear about are the ones who do not fall into that system. Mm -hmm. But that's like so much more rare. Like no one's going to be kind of like a, I don't know, like, like flash in the pan, Mm-hmm. suddenly everywhere kind of right. person. Usually it comes through family connections already that are established. Yeah, right, so. yeah. Nepotism is ne- the way that people get super famous super fast. Yeah. Filmmaking is all about like being on other people's teams for a really long time until mm-hmm. you're suddenly not on somebody's team anymore. You're on your own. Yeah. In a fun way. In a yeah. fun way. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. My friend Sarah's husband is a film professor at a local school, and he has a podcast called In the Can uh, yeah. with Professor Cooney, C-U-N-Y. And if you're interested in that sort of thing, he's w- like one of my favorite people in the entire world. He's very, very <laughs> uh, charismatic and stoked about this topic. He's a little Aww. bit of a know-it-all, which we joke about to each other all the time because both of us tend in that direction. But he's interviewing (laughs) students and like students of his and also filmmaker friends. And that could be a really good thing to sort of listen to because everybody sort of does have a path that's unique to them. But in order to make this more action oriented, let's pull some cards about like what to specifically be doing to get the most out of this over the next five years. Yeah. Let's say. Okay. I got the star again. Oh, you did. What else did you get? Just yeah. one card? You just pull one? No, I got the star and the six of pen. You're like, there's no <laughs> way. <laughs> there's no way. I was like, I saw you like draw two, but I don't know if maybe you're doing like a new thingy. So also your fingers no. are distracting. So I was like trying to count. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it's okay. so distracting to me too. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's just really funny. I just can't oh my read God. your face anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm also, like, cringing in pain. But, no, I got the star and the six of pentacles. Okay. And I got the five of wands and the lovers. So I see this as connections. Like, just connecting with people. Like, not only the lovers with the six of pentacles. There's going to be people. There's, like, giving and exchanging. Right. Exactly. That's going on with the lovers. And the five of wands, to me, it's not, like, conflict. But it may be a bit more chaotic for action steps, it's going to be more chaotic. Except, well, and I like that paired with the star too, because the five of wands is so chaotic and the star is so much about like not focusing on the chaos right in front of you mm-hmm. and focusing yeah. on the big picture. And I also like it because the star came up with the earlier reading. So keeping that yeah. big vision stuff of like on you is a good right. idea. Yeah. And it will help you transcend the chaos surrounding you. Mm-hmm. But this is really going to be about accepting like mentorship and help and also giving it when you can creating connections, creating partnerships. And that will be sort of your focus for the next five years. Right. Keeping your eye on the prize rather than getting bogged down in conflict Mm -hmm. and allowing your connections to form with other people. Because like we were talking about in terms of like being on somebody else's team, you'll need those people to be on your team when you go out on your own. Right. Right. Because people will, like, remember all the time. Like, oh, well, yeah. you know, Maria did this, this, this for me. Let me call her really quick because I'm need. i in a hard spot. Like, yeah. And flowing with that chaos 
is going to be like your best bet through this. Exactly. Too. I love the star coming back. That is really yeah, cool. So cool. I'm super excited. for. You I love now. that big dream. It's there. It's you're not delusional. It's going to be consistently there and you're going to keep chasing after it and it's going to yeah. come to fruition. It's just going to take more work than what yeah. you may have expected initially. And I don't even, I mean, especially when you're done, when you're just about to finish with college, you really do feel like, okay, I did it. I learned the things. Mm -hmm. And with any sort of art practice, it's like, no, that's like, there needs to be apprenticeship and like community building that happens post-college. And that's just really came through super clear here. So good luck, Maria. Keep us updated. Yeah. Sounds really cool. Yeah. I'm excited to hear more about it. So my question is from Taylor and Taylor has two questions. Um, uh, but we'll just read it all as one. Okay. <laughs> I've been dabbling with tarot for a few years now, daily drawing, simple spreads, a couple of readings for friends, etc. I'm always thrown when a positive card comes up in the place of release within a spread. For example, the other day, the sun showed up in my daily draw as what to release. Do you have any advice on changing how to read generally positive cards when they show up in a negative life light? If that makes sense, it totally does. Mm -hmm. Also, I've seen on Instagram how you guys have conversations with your deck and it looks like a huge pile of cards at the end. What does it mean to have a conversation and what are you asking your deck? Sorry if this is super simple or obvious to other seasons readers. It's not. And also, it's I think not. only it I do It sounds that. bananas. No. It's, it, I've done it in my stories before, too. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just tend to post more pictures of Compendium of Constellations specifically because that's the deck that I most use that for. Yeah, conversationally. Yeah. Where it's just, like, very, very conversational. <laughs> but do you want to start with the second question and then go back to the first section? Yeah, we totally can. Yeah. So a conversation. I'm going to pull deck. out my compendium of constellations so that I can just do a live example of what yeah. I'm doing. I usually do it with Memento Mori because that's yeah. like one of my soul decks. Usually I'll sometimes do it with tarot, but tarot is really big and archetypal. And so in my yes. opinion, Oracle decks are better Oracle suited for conversational. For I totally agree. More, I it's totally not that agree. it's only it's more casual, but you have like more down to earth words and not these big ideas and big, like um, meanings coming into your head directly. If that makes any sense. It just allows you to almost go faster. Yeah. It, does, it feels yeah. more channeling ish. Like you're yeah. channeling a message because you are not thinking, well, is this, you know, is this court card meaning a person or an idea? Like right, you're just right. able to sort of move on. Or when you see the tower and you're like, oh, what the fuck? You know, why is the tower coming? Oh my gosh, it's going to be like destruction. Yeah, you know, exactly. You're not, you're not fate, it's like fate, less fearful. Fatalizing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm going to use my work day as an example. And just for you to know, I have a huge to-do list. Many of which, many of the items are things that my, um, distractibility really prevents me from accomplishing. So it's like several things that I've been putting off all week that all, each are things that will take me probably an hour to do. If I focus, I can accomplish all of it in one day. If I don't focus, which is a huge problem for my brain because my brain does not allow for me to focus very easily, mm -hmm. no matter how aware of the tasks I am, <laughs> that's my own executive dysfunction. But I know that there are things that I need to be getting done and I know that it's gonna be really hard for me to focus on it. So I would start by just saying, how can I best focus on what I need to focus on today with work? And I'll pull a card and I got subtlety. Okay, thanks a lot, Deck. I guess you're giving me a good way to handle this. So then I would say, okay, but what about being subtle will help me accomplish this? So I pull hunt, 
and manifest. Okay, so I need to maybe prioritize things based on how quickly they need to be done, hunt out which things need I can accomplish faster, and then manifest that based on priority. How do I know what I need to... So that's how I'd read those. Then I would say, how do I know what I need to prioritize first? Intuition and evaluate. So I need to just <laughs> trust myself. I already know which things need to be accomplished first. I need to stop doing the easier things first when I know that my mind needs me to do the hardest things first instead. So then I would say, okay, well, what else do I need to know about this day? Okay. It'll reveal in time there. I'm being too ambitious. I just pulled reveal and ambition. How can I accomplish these things? If my whole to-do list is too ambitious fear, that's fair. <laughs> and guide, <laughs> let my fear guide me. So then I would say, okay, well, let me revisit the idea of like, of like using my intuition to prioritize thing. I need to maybe reprioritize based on who will be the most mad at me if I don't accomplish thing. Maybe that fear, right. fear guiding me thing is helpful. How can I know more? I need to pull a couple more cards for it. I pulled honor, convey, and feminine. This is very funny. I can't go in too much to it because the person that I'm the most scared of has a lot of these traits. Uh, <laughs> the desire to be honored and the femininity are two huge things for this uh-huh. situation and problem. So that's really good to know. I wasn't going to avoid this, but it is the hardest thing that I have to do today. And it right. will take the most time. And also I'm so scared of this person that <laughs> really fair for these cards. Are you, sh- are you sure Holly, you wanted to do a live reading on air about yourself and about, about my actual work, work. And then I just pulled distract. So I'm like, stop trying to distract yourself. Just get that done. How can I avoid distractions for the rest of the day? Deception respond and resurrect so it's like you know just put on an out of office say that you're not that you're doing other stuff and just only focus on this one thing respond to things that are only needed to respond to and try to get your shit back on track resurrect Uh that motivation and that fear to get this done (laughs) so that is like what maybe five minutes of a reading i have one two three like at least 15 cards Mm -hmm. you could see you could sense that i'm just asking questions as they occur to me right i didn't have an end goal in sight it just Mm -mm. as stuff came up i asked a further clarifying question or something else that I was interested in just as I was pulling cards. So it's about not planning ahead. It's about Mm -hmm. sort of like free form reading. And I do think that that's why using an Oracle deck for it is better because I think that free form reading with tarot cards can just get you way too in your own shit. Yeah. And you can see how simple it is when you're doing something that really is just a key word. Exactly. It's just like bam, 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 bam. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's how I've done it with Memento Mori, just asking further questions, following your intuition. Like, Memento Mori is much more intuitive deck because it is, like, symbols and icons. So, like, uh-huh. when something like bat comes up, you don't automatically have that word association associated with it. But you can understand, okay, bat to me means to communicate in a different way. So, therefore, this is how I need to react to the situation. So, yeah. it's similar with no matter what kind of Oracle deck you're using. We prefer well, Claire's This will be books, something that we but... talk about more in the summer as we're planning <laughs> yeah. our tarot summer school. It just occurred to me that a big part of the difference, a big part of the confusion with Oracle reading is the difference between, like, a prompt, an Oracle card that's actually a prompt of, like, a thought process right. yeah. versus an Oracle card that's truly just an idea. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. 
but, but yeah we'll so do you want to talk about work live on the podcast in a conversational <laughs> style with your deck <laughs> I can, I can, we can we can i mean like, work is work please god no <laughs> Uh, it's a better, it's better like situation now than it was last year, to be honest. But yeah, that's true. true. And mine is fine. I'm just yeah. really scared of this person. <laughs> that was evident. So it's fine. You'll yeah. be fine. You'll be great. You'll be great was then. it? Was it when fear came up several times? <laughs> I love it. Okay. Oh my god. Okay, it's just Holly. so much. Anyway, but yeah, it's, it's okay. fine. It's all fine. It's going to be done. I promise yeah. it'll be done. Taylor, how dare you do this to me? <laughs> uh, okay, pos- what about positive cards and release? Because I know that we have had this conversation in the context of the sun specifically. Right. So um, the sun for me in a release would be release positive expectations that may be unrealistic. Like, that's how mm. I would see that because a lot of the time the sun, I mean, we I always say the sun kind of sunburns you. So releasing that, you know, release that expectation of being like out in the sun being that this is going, I don't want to say have like a happy ending necessarily, but I think it's can be unrealistic expectation what's in a negative spot. So kind of think like, okay, yeah. well, how is this positive card? Like, um, let's see what's another really obnoxiously happy card in tarot. Uh, I was thinking like the, the lovers cups. or something. The lover. I was thinking the lovers. Oh, ten of like, cups. That's a great idea. No. So like the ten of ten cups. of cups. Let's do that. So if if releasing the ten of cups is releasing your your um your like expectations and dreams that aren't realistic, like because though that's not it's not built in realism. It's built in something that you've imagined in your head, and you have this unrealistic expectation of your family. Like I've had to release the ten of cups many many times over this house finding process because the Korean housing market is so different than the American housing market. It's completely bananas. And I've like had to release that. I just need everyone to understand that (laughs) the expectation is that people are putting 50 to 80% down for buying a house in Korea. Yeah. In cash, in cash, in 50 to 80% down. That That is a bananas down payment for a first time for anyone, but especially for a first time homeowner. It's just, yeah. So releasing the expectation that things will be joyful and okay. <laughs> <laughs> or just releasing that expectation. Yeah. I think it's that because I have an idea in my mind of what I wanted. And therefore, if this is a re- that release spot, like, oh, releasing this idea that I've built in my brain, essentially. Right. Exactly. And I do think that it's also kind of worth noting that even if you don't read reversals, sometimes thinking about a card in terms of the reversed meaning can mm-hmm. be helpful if you're stuck in a situation like that. Yeah. Like it's exactly what Esther's saying. You can thought process your way through it, but if it helps you to think about it in terms of like, I don't read reversals, but there is a negative component to every single one of these cards. So what's the negative component or the lacking component or whatever? Right. Yeah. It can maybe help you get there a little bit faster. Yeah. Or maybe like the Ten of Pentacles, I think sometimes can be a very positive card, but the Ten of Pentacles can also mean like that you're hoarding your wealth to yourself and that you're not sharing that with others. You're just keeping it like in the family sort of like thing. So, you know, looking at it that way, trying to puzzle through how things are going. Are you okay? Yeah. What the fuck is going on? There's like a lot of movement and it sounds like it's in this room, but I'm alone. Yeah, you're no one's walked in. 
scary. <laughs> I haven't seen a ghost quite yet. It, it's a lot of like creaking noises and stuff. Like what the fuck? Anyway, Nathan's <laughs> not in here yet, so it's yeah. not him. I would have said good morning, Nathan. But so. yeah, I would hope that somebody would say something. <laughs> Anyway, my house is probably haunted. Last time this happened, we had a, a hot water leak under the slab in oh, this that's room. Right. And the so the ground was really hot. And I completely thought that it was a ghost. And Nathan was like, there's probably something else. And it was just a hot water leak. <laughs> but I was like full. I was telling Mara, who was living with us at the time. Yeah. I think that it that the room is haunted. It was right in the doorway to this room. I remember. And I was like, I think that maybe the den is haunted. <laughs> it was just a fucking hot water leak. I'm such a dummy. The pit to hell. But, you have but. to rule out. I know exactly. It's the hell mouth. You have to, you have to, you have ruin. to rule out the benign things before you jump to the supernatural. I'll Thanks, never Nathan. learn that. Exactly. Yeah, seriously. Thank goodness for my Capricorn son <laughs> partner. partner. Uh, anyway, but yeah, I was distracted while you were finishing up that thought. No, I was, so I was very terrified for your life. I was like, what's going on? She's yeah. Cause like, I suddenly froze like a deer. Like, she like, like a couple times like what's going on behind me so it's okay no, I know it was really loud <laughs> <laughs> it's probably on mic so I'll just keep those sounds in it's okay. maybe we'll see oh but it's fine uh where were we anyway. what were we I was, talking I about just, oh I was yeah just, just the negative yeah just talk about the ten of pentacles being negative it's okay it's yeah, yeah. The ten of talking about the ten of pentacles being negative, and then my house to turn on me simultaneously. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Yeah, maybe it's talking about ghosts. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So I hope that that helps, Taylor. Um, I if you want to like try out the conversational method, just don't put it. Choose a specific topic because you can yeah. also do like the ones that end up being huge are the ones where I'm like. I need updates about all these facets of my life, but you could see that like, if you're going for a really hyper specific question, it's a much easier mm -hmm. practice of doing that conversational style. Yeah. Just pretend you're talking to a friend that happens to be cards with keywords. So it'd be fine. Exactly. Be exactly. I love it. It's great. All right. Time for some Patreon shout outs. Woo -woo. Woo -hoo. Patreon. All right, our Patreon supporters, we love you. We appreciate you. We think you're all yes. the most beautiful, hilarious, wonderful, brilliant people in the whole entire world. We appreciate Amazing. your support so much. Yes. yes, yes, yes. So much. Especially this month because all the bills are due in the month of May. I know. <laughs> so literally every single podcast-related <laughs> expense happens this month. So I don't know. Did we plan it like that? I don't remember. I don't think we planned it like that. No, I think it just happened that way. It happened so long ago. We didn't even have the same name of the podcast at the time. Uh, but that does mean that our third year of podcasting commences this month. I know. This which is, is that's wild. I know. I was thinking about that today. I was like, we've been doing this for three years. <laughs> this is so strange. I was thinking like, we're almost at five years. We're like more than halfway to five years. Yeah, totally. And that's the way time works. Then, I mean, eventually <laughs> it'll just be infinity years. <laughs> and somebody's going to have to bit, like dig us out of being buried amongst our decks at some point. We're going to be like, there's going to be like a mic right on our headstone. Yeah. Like we're going to be like buried like a couple, three or way. And it's going to be like connected via Still a wire just to each other. Giving people our opinions about what graduating from college feels Beyond like. Beyond the grave. Just telling people what we think. <laughs> You can't keep me from being bossy and in charge of the world. All right. So, Alana, you're up first. Alana, your card is... 
strength. Oh. Gotta love that. And and I have Shelby, and your card is the star. Oh, the star oh. is just very present in this episode. Yes. Which is kind of sweet because our card of the episode was such a romantic card, and then having all this yeah. hopefulness throughout the whole entire episode is kind of sweet. Mm. It is sweet. And then last like but it. not least, Melissa, your card is the devil. Mm. Exciting. Have yeah, fun we with got that. three majors. Yeah. Woo-woo. I know. No kidding. Some really good, some really good Patreon readings. Um, Love it. All right. And our announcements. I mean, you know, the book still, it's coming up closer. We have now made it so that if you pre-ordered, you can submit your receipt number through the publisher's website and you'll get a little um, zine of spreads that we wrote for each of the chapters of our book. Yeah. Which is super fun. fun. They're sort of themed around the the deck we feature in the chapter and some of the themes mm-hmm. surrounding that so it's all sort of like cool I don't know I had a really good time yeah. writing them it was super fun to I do I thought it was so fun yeah exactly um, so if you pre-order you get that and then we're also planning all sorts of fun like book related summer activities so that in the summer we'll still be talking more about some of the chapters in the book um, and yeah pre-order wherever you get your books we're stoked yeah. So stoked. All the links are in the show notes. So clickety click, click, click. Exactly. Oh my goodness. And it's out of our hands now. Like it, it is. is being printed currently. It's so strange for it to be out of our hands. Like it's like we're in this like very strange space of in like holding pattern because we can't like we're, it's, we're done writing it. We have we're to done not all look at it edits. till it's print, like, in our hands. Because if we look at it now, we're going to be like, oh, no. Like, uh, we should have phrased uh, that slightly exactly. differently. If exactly. only we chose this one different word, everything would make so much more exactly. sense. We're going to be canceled now. Uh, we <laughs> use an A instead of an N. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. You can't get <laughs> canceled for grammatical errors because that is ableist. So. This is true. <laughs> but also, yeah. the grammar is the part that had several other people checking it. <laughs> exactly yeah yeah we did have lots of eyeballs on it but yes it i'm was more worried a... about content and somebody finding some ancient manuscript that had never been seen before and like nullifying everything that we wrote in the visconti chapter. that i no, no not visconti i'm worried most about terry de marseille that's yeah. the chapter that's haunting me is terry de marseille because <laughs> terry de marseille is just kind of like a little bit more mysterious there isn't one creator yeah. there's not one no. story about it it's like very amorphous. It's the point with everything like shifts into esoterica, and I'm like, I'm gonna get an email from Benabel. Benabel's gonna email me specifically and be like, Esther, not this both is of us, just you. Nobody knows <laughs> who me. wrote which chapter. We both wrote all the chapters. We did, but no, it's just my nightmare. Like this is like my nightmare of me receiving specifically the email saying, from- "Dear Esther," and also I don't think that there's anyone else in the tarot community that could email you to be like, "Oh my god, you fucked this up completely." That would hurt you more than Benabel. More than Benabel. Benabel's <laughs> probably the only person. Like even if maybe like just throwing names out there even if mary greer wrote something i'd be like okay mary greer okay yeah i see i'll it. take it i thank see it i take thank you for your, ta- thank you for your okay. feedback if Benabelle, it were Benabelle, i would be devastated 
like absolutely devastated. Oh God. If either of those two women listen to this, <laughs> even the podcast, it would devastate me to know that they listen to this. It's too much pressure. <laughs> too much pressure. We're ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, we need to talk about the deck we're reviewing. Yes. I am so excited. And I have a fun anecdote about this deck also. Oh yes. Good. good That's good. about my Yay. personal life and mistakes oh. that have been made. Okay. Uh, anyway, this week we were talking about Soul Cards Tarot by Christine Freedom, and the art is by Kokarina, uh, who has created other tarot decks. And Kokarina is a husband and wife pair that lives in a Greek island that I have been to as a teen. Ooh. It is the location, and Esther, I know that you've heard that story, in which my father rented a moped for himself to explore the island. And the minute that he let me borrow it, because I had never ridden a moped before, he thought it would be fun. I was taking it up a hill and around a curve. And I went up onto a sidewalk in front of a cafe that had probably six, like three foot by three foot ceramic planters filled with beautiful flowers. My moped got between the wall and the planters. I couldn't figure out how to stop the moped and it just knocked all six of the planters off of this ledge to only to be shattered below. <laughs> That's the only time I've been on a moped. <laughs> I just can't stop like thinking the phrase like, that's very Torian. A bull in the china shop. Oh my god, exactly. Like, <laughs> that's exactly what happened. It was just so bad and so embarrassing. And my dad was oh. like, oh my god, please let us pay you for this. And uh -huh. they were like, no, 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 no need. Actually, just, I thought it was hilarious. Just buy a cup of coffee from our cafe. And I was like, I need to leave this island. Like, I have to get away from here <laughs> immediately. And that's one of those things where it's like, my, we're, no. like, it's not relatable at all because we were in Greece for like a family trip. But my dad is Greek. We spent the first half of the trip visiting his family members and the second uh -huh. half doing like some island stuff. Which was so fun, but I got the worst sunburn of my life. And when I saw, I was looking at the artist's um, website to be like, oh, yeah, her art is so familiar. I definitely have seen that before. And then I um, was like, oh, they live on Kefalonia. And I, and uh -huh. which is in the Ionian. So like the Ionian is on the West side of Greece. And it's mm -hmm. like where a lot of the Odysseus stuff happens. And my dad is a big okay. classics nerd. So that's one of the reasons why he wanted to explore the Island. But anyway, it's on Kefalonia. And I was like, I texted my family and I was like, um, does anyone remember that time where I knocked six pots off the ledge of a cafe while I was on a moped? And my dad was like, how could I forget? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, was that on Kefalonia by any chance? And he's like, yeah, it totally was. It was so beautiful there. And I was like, yeah. And the only thing I can remember is being a big fucking dumbass. <laughs> anyway. Well, you didn't know. You didn't know. I didn't know how to ride one at all. I'd never been on a moped before. And suddenly I'm like doing advanced maneuvering up a really also, steep, steep hill. how Aries is it of your dad to be like, here, Sure, child. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I was 19, so theoretically I should have been able to handle it. But also, yeah. He was Still. like, yeah, this is a rental. Go ahead, kid. Have fun. Go ahead. You'll be fine. How my Sagittarius brother was not on that moped with me, I'll never know. But... Katie and mom, of course, were like in a hotel room and right by the water, exactly. just living their Cancerian lives. Just like, we'll be over here. Yeah. 
Man. Anyway, this is not about Soul Cards Tarot at all, but Kokorina, I would love to visit Kefalonia again and meet you and probably not break anything, but no promises. (laughs) You won't be riding any mopeds. No, I I can guarantee that will not happen. I will ride almost anything else. Maybe they have like moped tricycles for those of us who are not very good at these things. I'd ride one of those. A three-wheeler is much better, easier than a two-wheeler. Exactly. But anyway, the creator-creator of the deck is Christine Freedom. Um, I'm pronouncing it that. It's pronounced F-R-E-D-H-E-I-M. It might be Fredheim. Mm-hmm. Christine is a psychic medium, spiritual advisor, and writer. She has a master's degree in neurolinguistic programming, which is the second time in two weeks that neurolinguistic programming has come up on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And she launched her spiritual brand, which is called Soul Life, in 2014. She's been a regular contributor to the Huffington Post and has been featured in Elle, Forbes, Teen Vogue, and also the Jenny McCarthy Show, among others. Um, In 2019, Christine launched her own line of tarot card decks called The Soul Cards. Um, so the deck itself, there are four varieties of this deck. Mm-hmm. They all come in different colors. So originally in 2019, this deck was black with gold foil. It's called Midnight yes. Black is that edition. Now it comes in White Dahlia, Green Dream, which is the version that both of us have, and Blush Pink, which will be out in June and is available on her website now for pre-order. Uh, the green dream is the one that we got and it was part of a partnership with a woman owned cannabis lifestyle brand called Alume, A-L-U-M-E, a- no, A-L-L-U-M-E, Esther will link it in the show notes. Um, yeah. and so it's like a light, light, light sage green still with the gold foil and the backs of mm-hmm. each of the types of cards is some sort of floral pattern. And the back of this card has a fresh cannabis leaf pattern. Um, yeah. And so Esther bought this version because Korea is really strict about cannabis and depictions of cannabis. And it's a beautiful deck. But also she was like, they will for sure take this out of the shop once they realize that it's cannabis related. <laughs> cannabis. <laughs> Must buy <Yes>. now. <laughs> because there's there's this ongoing joke that the cannabis leaf is very similar to a Japanese maple leaf, like a green Japanese maple leaf. It yeah. is very similar. Yeah, totally. It's a very similar spikiness level. Yeah, yeah, and a very similar, like, five-pointed pattern, just Japanese maple leaf is a little different. Yeah. So I'm like, they totally think this is a Japanese maple leaf. Yeah. They totally think yeah, that's what Yeah, exactly. Because that's what happens most of the time. They're like, oh, yeah, maple leaf, and then they realize it's cannabis, and they're like, take it down. We can't have cannabis anything. So. It's funny. But it's, yeah. like, I think that even if it did, even if it wasn't cannabis-themed of the four editions, I think this probably would have been the one that both of us bought because of how mm-hmm. beautiful the color is. Yeah. The green is, like, so soft and gentle, and it's just, like, a really, really beautiful color. The pictures don't do it justice. Like, yeah. online, I was kind of still, like, even when I ordered it, I was kind of like, oh, well, I like this. But the green in person is so much better than the than any pictures that you see. So if yeah. that's what kind of, like, leaves you hanging, it's a very, very soft green. It's not, yeah. like, a neon-y. Sometimes not at it can all. come across. No, 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 no. It's so, so soft yeah. and natural looking. Um, yeah. Each deck has the same exact artwork. It's very like filial and kind of like um, symbolic and mm-hmm. sacred geometry ish. Um, yeah. But a little bit more unique than just like kind of the standard circular sacred geometry ideas. Right. It's very like reflective, um, meaning like symmetrical, I guess. And yeah. also the lines are just very fine and it's sort mm-hmm. of dainty looking in some ways. 
Um, right. So all the decks has the same artwork. They all have sturdy two piece boxes and all of them have an online guidebook that is linked from the inside of the box, which I think is a great idea. Yes. Um, the level of reader it's appropriate for. I would say it's more of a pippish deck. Yeah, for sure. So as a brand new beginner, just going into it, I there it is like stylized pip, so you're not kind of like left hanging yeah. by just seeing coins. But it's definitely not for I wouldn't say like a very beginner if you're learning like from a symbolic pictorial RWS yeah. system sort yeah. of thing. If you are most if you're only familiar with pictorial decks, this might be a little bit tricky. Because mm-hmm. it isn't pictorial, really. But it's also, right. like, maybe so beautiful that you could pretty easily get over that. Like, I could see this right. being somebody's very first deck just because it's so cool looking. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Uh, the structure is identical to what you would expect. All the suits have not had name changes. None of the majors mm-hmm. have had name changes. Changes, So it's pretty structurally similar to what you'd be familiar with. Um, and there are some stockists of the deck, but the best place to order them is soulcardstarot.com, unless you want the Illume version, um, which you can also buy through their website. And Esther was yes. saying that they're currently having a bit of a sale on these cards through their website. Yeah. So that would be a great place to go to find it. Yeah, it's basically like boxes that they've opened for pictures and other things like that. And as of this morning, uh, my there favorite. were still some there. Yeah, I will like 32 always, bucks, I think. Yeah, you think. can't beat it. Something I will like always buy a second deck that's like been opened Definitely. and looked through all, every single time. It's mm-hmm. worth it to me. Um, <laughs> okay, so let's talk about how the deck feels. This is my favorite cardstock. I love a workhorse deck that will can withstand me shuffling it. It has a very soft, buttery sort of rose petal finish ish but because in my opinion because of the thin cards the the thinness of the cardstock it doesn't stick like other rose petal finished decks yeah i think this is probably like 320 gsm i yeah, can't find it anywhere but it feels like sort of that like substantial but still thin enough that you absolutely can riffle shuffle without any yeah. problems yeah and the guilt, and it's not gilding edges. It's the matte edge finish. This is my favorite kind of matte, matte edge. Yeah, gold matte finish. gold. Oh my god, I totally agree. So it just hits like just the cardstock itself hits like all of my favorites things. It's soft. It's buttery. I can riffle shuffle it. It's not gonna fly everywhere. The the matte edges are just chef's kiss. I just love it. Yeah, a lot. they do have a little bit of glimmer, but it isn't like a metallic edging. It just feels right. like gold, like. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel flaky. Yeah, yeah, totally. Not flaky at all. Yeah, I agree with you about the cardstock. I think it's really cool. And also all of the art is sort of embossed because it's the gold inlay. Mm-hmm. And so that makes it feel really luxurious also. Like it yes. just feels yes, yes, like yes. a very high-end deck from start yes. to finish. Mm-hmm. Totally and you can agree. get it in four colors. So what could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, and we already addressed this. There haven't been any name changes. Uh, so we can just go straight to our favorites. I think it's always really interesting whenever we review cards that are a little bit more abstract because mm-hmm. it's like the just like it's hard to say. I'm trying to figure out exactly what I mean. It's always weird to review decks that are more abstract because we're talking about decisions that are more about symmetry and gracefulness rather than Mm -hmm. 
decisions about representation. Right. So it then becomes more like just about, oh, this is beautiful and I like it because it's beautiful rather right. than the, I like this because it's interesting. Yeah. Um, and that's fine and valid. But yeah. I just like suddenly had a little flash of like, how are we rushing through this review so fast? And it's because it's just so pretty. It's very straight, and it's straightforward. Like, yeah, there's, you, you get what you see from the deck and pictures. It's I will say that there is a copied exact copy of this deck on Indiegogo currently. Right now, yeah. Right now. So and weird. so don't buy it from this Indiegogo creator that is basically stealing the artwork from the Soul Cards creator. Yeah. So buy it directly from the creator who originally did it. But yeah, so I'm just warning, like, that's it's a bit of controversial right now because of Yeah, that. which is so but, funny. We didn't even intend to do that, but the, no. somebody had, like, posted, oh, there's an Indiegogo for this deck and the art looks exactly like soul cards tarot and we're like oh we're talking oh, about that next that, week <laughs> that is the exact card that i pulled out that was one of my favorites that's so yeah weird, exactly so, <laughs> huh. Huh. so well, yeah. i want to hear about your favorite cards that's for sure okay all of my favorite cards are majors because like we discussed the minors yeah. are pretty straightforward as far as being pippish i think so all you're gonna... of mine are too the pentacles are stars so they're not actually coins which i thought was an interesting choice of like changing that reference or things like that um but anyway so let's see i guess i'll go in some sort of order the empress i really love the empress how there's that crown that's there and the yeah. mask i just think it's just very the line work is so intricate and so beautiful and that's what i'm gonna say for all these cards like i'm just gonna the line work myself. is intricate and beautiful but i think so maybe that can be our uh, evergreen thought about all of the cards. Yes. But I think that the thing that you like the most about that is the crown and mask yes. combo. Yes, exactly. And there's like, it's, it looks like kind of like jewels hanging down, but it's the, the golden boss. I think there's that implication there. Yeah. And so it's, it's not about the pregnancy. It's not about like this birth thing. It's about the beauty of the empress and the yeah. empress like archetype as a ruler of, and the yeah, lushness totally. yeah uh what number am i next 13 is death i really it's like they made a skull out of like i know that's it's so cool and it's sides so cool yeah and sides that are there and there's like this like you don't realize at first that it's a skull but then you look like you change your perception like oh wait that's a skull that's there so they made a skull and the skull even has a crown on top of their head yeah and there's skies coming out so i just think that was really interesting depiction it's not like a like a it looks more like a spanish inspired skull Hmm. for like a day of the dead sort of sugar skull but not close enough that it feels like it's intentionally trying to exactly. look like that. It's just like yeah. a stylized skull. Yeah, because the eyeballs have like a filigree around it that looks kind of like the marigold yeah. outside. That's why I, it came to my mind like that. So um, next is the star, which obviously has stars on it. But the star is just a like a beautiful illustrated star with lots mm. of little stars around it. I love and- the dangly. So it has like yeah. a central star and then there's like. Like, basically chains linking all of the edges of the stars and then additional stars dangling from those chains. Yes. So it's just, it just has so many stars. And there's like a half, like a quarter moon inside of there, too. So it's just all happy and beautiful inside. And I will also, (laughs) with that, bring out the sun. Because the sun looks like it has an eyeball in the middle of it. 
And this is truly wild because this is like your fourth favorite card, and both of us only chose majors, and we have not had any overlap so. Far. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> um, so I just really enjoyed like this bright burst of energy from the sun because we get that all the time, but in this gold. It feels different. Well, and also because the sun, the spokes of the sun are just gold. Like it's enough gold Mm -hmm. lines that it feels like almost like a, like a static goldness. It feels really, really bright. Yeah. And radiant. Yeah. And then my last favorite is the moon. And I really enjoy like, even on the sun card, it has like a, a sort of like sunrise and sunset sort of like thing going on. And so then with the moon as well, like there's little like references to the moon phases and of course like little hanging things from the moon so it's like these little touches that kind of make these cards um like feel more lush and more beautiful than like if someone just slapped a moon on a card if it makes any Mm -hmm. sense so i also really really love the moon and i think that the i think a lot of the um like we talked about with the sun not with the sun with the star I mm-hmm. think that the chains that sort of, it feels very necklacey. Like everything's yes. sort of dripping with additional icons of the image that it's representing. And mm-hmm. I think that that just makes it feel like we said, kind of like very high end deck feeling. And that adds to it. It just feels like yeah. very ornate, but also because the line work is so simple, it doesn't feel like fussy. It just feels kind yeah. of like, Easy breezy, but yeah. very luxurious. It doesn't feel gaudy at all or like overdone. Yeah. It's very, very good. So we did end up with one overlap. We both liked the moon. Yay. Okay, so what are your other cards? My other favorites. I love the high priestess because oh, yeah. of all the moons on it. It feels mm-hmm. like also sort of a compass in some ways because yeah. of all of the arrows that are also included there's a lot of moon phases happening but also a lot of just like beautiful full moon dots almost like it's just very very precise and beautiful and i'm super into it oh yeah Um, i also like the emperor and i think it's kind of similar reasons that you like the empress is that it feels so powerful without leaning on some of the more um traditional imagery of it like mm-hmm. yes this is a crown at the top of the emperor but the crown is also more like three scepters with crystals at the top almost mm-hmm. there's like a little jupiter sign at the top and it just feels like the structure has these sort of uh i guess kind of the necklace idea but like filigree is going down to emphasize this kind of all-seeing eye almost like a right, sideways yeah. eye down at the bottom yeah so it feels really strong, super powerful. There's so much strength at the top of the card, and then it gets a little bit softer below it. And I think that that is a really beautiful symbol for the emperor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also love the hermit because the hermit is oh, yeah. a lantern, but within the lantern is almost like a sun or maybe some other planet because it does have a ring around it, but it's kind of this like cosmos sort of within the hermit's lantern. And then in addition to that, there are all these really tiny little celestial bodies throughout the background too. I love that. And it just feels so like, so, so much light is being shed that the lantern can't even contain the light in some Mm -hmm. ways. And I just really love that lantern imagery. Yeah. Um, for the Wheel of Fortune, it's the same thing with those chains. So the Wheel of Fortune is oh, just yeah. the wheel as usual. But then between each of the spokes, there are these chains that connect all of the different spokes to each other. And then off of the each of the edges of the spokes, 
there's little chains that hang down with dangly, um, just, I guess, diamond shapes. But it feels, yeah. again, so, I don't know, like, delicate, but also mm-hmm. just very visually interesting. Yeah. It reminds me of, like, a ship's wheel and a compass yeah. at the same time. Yeah, totally, totally. And then my final favorite is the devil. And I love the devil so much (laughs) because of the long eyelashes on the eyes. So at first it just kind of looks like, (laughs) oh, there's some horns. I get what they're trying to do. But then above it, there's an inverted um, pentacle and also the eyes. Then you suddenly realize that it's an actual devil figure. There's a snake sort of (laughs) motif down to the bottom. Yeah. Or there's snakes sort of like having a smooch or whatever. And it just is like, it's kind of a perfect example of the cards that they have the symbolic representations, but also literal representations, but also all these, this really fine detail work. Mm-hmm. And it's just so cool and so neat. And I just, such, a, really into it. such a fancy devil, such so a fancy, fancy devil, such a fancy devil. All right. Do you have any hot cards? Cause I didn't really, I, I, I no. got all of the, decisions for the miners to be a little bit more simple. right yeah 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 totally yeah Shall same i didn't really have any huh okay yeah i love it when that happens me too now what is our relationship with this deck well hopefully this edition to be chill as fuck i hope so god willing <laughs> i was thinking when i was in high school i went to high school with a girl who uh lived in saudi arabia and there are so many languages where saying god willing is like sort of the second nature thing. And oh, when you right, say it right, in right. English, it just sounds so strange to me. <laughs> well, it I guess for my context, it kind of doesn't. But but now it does for sure. I'm like, okay, <laughs> sure. You just say God is willing. Yeah. All right. So our relationship with the deck. Oh, now my Mac and my Nathan are downstairs. King of Pentacles. All right. And I got I the three of Pentacles. That. So oh, how we fun. got some good Pentacle energy, some good Taurus yeah, which energy. Yeah, which is probably why we got the cannabis version. <laughs> it's just very earthy. It is super earthy. So good. All right. Well, I really liked this deck. I'm so excited that we got to review oh, me it. Me too. And I only got it because you're like, oh, we should review this. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Okay, sure. Let's do and it. And then I got it on sale. I'll take an open hey. box deck whenever you want me to. Exactly. All right. So that's our show. Uh, I realized I haven't updated this since we met with Keziah Gibbons last <laughs> week, but that boy was that fun. I love that her so much. That was such a fun episode. What a blast. All right. Well, that's our show. Don't forget to send us your questions. Uh, via our website at wildlytarot.com. There's a form to submit questions with. That's also where you can buy our Wildly Tarot and Wildly Lenormand decks. Um, And there's a whole lot of information there. Definitely go check it out. Yep. And also tell your friends about us and write review us. It helps us grow. And as always, we really appreciate any reviews or word of mouth things that you tell other people. We got, I don't know if you've looked recently, but our most recent review is incredibly long and so freaking sweet. So sweet. Oh, I love it. You can also follow us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast or join our Facebook community by searching for Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. And we also have a Redbubble shop that has merch that we're going to be adding new merch pretty soon. So keep an eye out for that. New merch. <laughs> and we have like certification mugs and actual certifications you can get to hang on your wall. 
Signed by yours truly. (laughs) You can't use it to steal her identities, but it's actually her names. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And remember, go forth and tear wildly this week. We We love love you you so so much. much.